You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Dr. Brian Cole and Steve Cashel on 670 The Score. Back on Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning, Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole. Net proceeds from our show, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the liveactivenow.org fund. Our producer, Shane Reardon. Our coordinating producer, Teresa Ann Seeger, our website, sportsmedicineweekly.com or smwhome.org. Dr. Cole, recent article in Runner's World talks about uh, common injuries you should never try to train through. How much of uh, your practice do you uh, examine that topic and uh, think about it? I, you know, I would tell you, Steve, that the number one question I get is that if I continue to be active, will I make something worse? And when you think about it, like, let's just say you have a problem. You have pain of some sort, right? Shoulder pain. Fine. So one of your biggest concerns is that what if I ignore it? Am I going to make this problem worse or put me in a place later on that I otherwise wouldn't be? So there was a recent article, for example, in Runner's World that talked about injuries you should never run through. And I always like to read these things because they'll they'll go around the country and get various experts and so forth. And usually they're pretty accurate. But there was a couple of things I took issue with. But there's 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 a, there's... Definitely a few things when it comes to running that you shouldn't run through for fear of making something worse. But it's amazing that the vast majority of things that that we deal with, at least in the sports medicine world, don't necessarily get structurally worse by being active, but rather the symptoms can escalate or increase and maybe a little harder to shut down if you can continue to be persistently active. Does that make sense? Yes. So there's a difference between pain and injury. Right. And you got to kind of separate that concept out. That's true. All right. What about stress fractures? Yeah, that's one, you know, for sure that is a, a, a situation where you should, you can run to it, but you can't run through it. So Would you me, explain, though, Dr. Sure. Cole, what a stress fracture is? I'm thinking of a fractured bone, but no, it's not completely fractured. It has stress, you know. Right. I'm picturing something that, uh, but you can paint yeah. a better picture so, of it. You know, our our joints and our bones love to be loaded. In fact, reduction or elimination of gravity, if you, you look at all the, the literature and the experience of people who go into space, what happens to them? Their bone density decreases, muscle mass decreases. It's, a, it's an actually awful situation for them from a musculoskeletal point of view because without load, things deteriorate. The flip side is that with excessive loads, things can break down. So the classic situation that we see are female runners, they can be distance runners, very sort of hormone dependent in terms of maintaining um, bone mass, right? Much more so than men, but that doesn't take men out of the equation. And then when overuse occurs, the bone will microscopically break down and cause pain. So it can happen in the hip. It can happen in the lower back. We see it in the shin, in uh, army recruits. We see it in the foot and the ankle. And essentially we call it a fracture because on MRI, it can look like a fracture, but you can completely miss it on x-ray. So when we're talking about stress reaction or stress fractures, it's the history that's the dead giveaway. It's, I, in fact, you know, if a patient called, I could figure it out on the telephone, you almost wouldn't need an MRI on x-ray. The story is pretty classic. They've been training for something, and they change the intensity of their training, the frequency, the amount of time they're spending at training, and so forth, and all of a sudden, pain escalates very sharply. And it's one of those things that if they're inactive, it gets better. But as soon as they go back to that activity, once this is sort of the switch, the flip, the switch is flipped, they get pain and they can't go on. And if you continue to run through a stress fracture, it can turn to a real fracture. Remember, we had uh, uh, a college basketball player with an open tibia fracture. 
that awful thing that was Through televised. The skin. Yeah. Yep. Louisville, Louisville cart. Uh, exactly. Yep. And that player probably had a long standing stress reaction and maybe didn't even know it, but they can result in a full fracture and take a miserable amount of time to get better. Wow. What about uh, you brought up runner's knee? Runner's knee is sort of this wastebasket category of knee pain that happens with running. And, you know, I would say the most common problem is something called iliotibial band tendonitis or runner. We call that's one form of runner's knee. It's usually soft tissue inflammation around the knee, but it's on the outer side of the knee. And that's a situation, again, that you can run up to it, but not through it. And the symptom is very intense burning pain on the outer side of the knee near the bony prominence, like right along the outer side on the joint line. They don't swell, they don't lock, they don't catch, but they say, you know, I increased my running distances, I changed my shoes, I'm running on surfaces that I wasn't accustomed to running on, and all of a sudden when I get to mile three or four, I get this intense pain in the outer side of my knee. And it's it's one of those deals, if you continue to run through that, it just gets worse. So what I tell patients who say I, I'm experiencing this situation, it almost always responds to rehab, stretching, ice, maybe anti-inflammatories, and a reduction but not elimination of activities. There's this concept we've talked about before, which is called relative rest. There's a lot of things that you and I do that you don't have to eliminate entirely, but you have you eliminate or reduce the things that cause the discomfort, and you cross-train and you do other things. But this is where stretching really comes into the equation, uh, and ice, and a reduction in activities just before you get that level of discomfort and running up to it, but not through it, if that makes sense. So those two conditions that you just mentioned, stress fractures and runner's knee, or otherwise known as iliotibial band tendonitis. The other name is iliotibial band friction syndrome. This very thick collagen band on the outer side of the knee repetitively goes across the bony prominence, gets very, very painful, goes away if you rest, the next day it may go away completely. Then you go out and run again, and two, three miles in at the exact same time frame, you start to get that symptom again. Well, Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole at Sports Medicine Weekly here on The Score on this Saturday morning, talking a little bit about uh, common injuries you should never try to train through based and examined in a recent article in Runner's World. How about Achilles tendonitis, Dr. Cole? Probably, you know, I, I think That's if you painful, just, yeah, isn't it? It, very painful. It's pain. You know, you obviously know where the Achilles tendon is, just above the heel bone, and uh, same deal. Patients will complain of inflammation, swelling, thickening in that area, and it's another condition that is super responsive to relative rest. That doesn't mean you need to shut it down, but you should eliminate the activities that cause the pain or make it worse. Ice, stretching, maybe anti-inflammatories. Uh, Twenty minutes of ice after, if you experience a condition like that. 20 minutes of ice after a run or high levels of exertion that caused it to get aggravated can virtually eliminate it. Probably the safest and best thing you can do as long as you don't obviously you know, cause frostbite and do it for longer than 20 minute interval intervals. We have this expression, uh, ice is nice, and that's a situation where ice can do a lot of things and then stretching. So Achilles tendonitis, another one, while you may not be causing injury, you can really prolong the disability if you just continue to try to ignore it and run through it. So another one, you can run to it, but not through it. And the treatments are often very, very similar. Reduction of activities until you build your tolerance up, stretching, anti-inflammatories, and ice. And we began this topic and segment this morning, Dr. Cole, about uh, common injuries you should never try to train through with my own, saying the shoulder. You know, when I pitch batting practice to my sons, I always feel it the next day. Um, and, and then I weightlift a little bit, and I can tell where that limit is, sure. right? That road right. where I'm saying, right. uh-oh, I'm starting to feel it. I better stop. 
Right. But I should train it, though, still and weightlift, right? Because when I did some PT on it, after I went and saw Kyle Pills, your physician assistant, yep. did a great job, gave me a cortisone shot. It's been tremendous, by the way. I'm glad. Um, but they, he also told me, don't stop the strength training, you know, because I think I have some uh, some tendonitis in there. And, um, you know, was it some bursitis? Yeah, but... no, I think, again, that's a situation where you do where you do too much of one thing and you sort of realize what your limit is. And if you decide to push through it, you're not necessarily causing injury, but you're prolonging the disability, prolonging the period of time that you have the pain. So the education is really just reduce the activities to the point where you're comfortable, eliminate uh, doing those things through it, but up to it, and continue to strengthen and stretch around it. And if you rest it from the activities that really, really aggravate it, but continue to be active around it, that usually shores things up, keeps your strength up, keeps your flexibility up, that typically in very short order you can start resuming those activities that once really bothered it. Yeah, and I uh, just said don't shut it down completely. No, I think rest work around it and yeah. think about the cross training. Yeah, that's why we aspect. say that's why we say relative rest. You know, shutting it down completely can cause more problems. All right, that's Dr. Brian Cole. I'm Steve Cashel. You can follow us on Twitter at SMW Home. We have a Facebook page as well. And our producer, Shane Reardon, today, our coordinating producer, Tree Sansiga. We're back with more of Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning on 670 The Score.